0: Hey guys, and welcome back to an episode of Folgers and Backwards, your mid-morning solo cypher. It's a girl, you're truly Ruby Red. Happy motherfucking Monday. Um, Everybody had a great weekend. This was New Moon weekend, New Moon in Pisces. Um, I think on my social media timeline, a lot of people was a little stressed. Um, Some people was a little emotional, but for the most part, the vibe was really good. It looked like a lot of people had a great weekend, had a lot of fun. Me personally, I had extremely... Productive weekend. I kept up, like I said, that waking up early. No, I didn't get up at six. The next day, I got up at seven. Yesterday, I slept a little late because it was Sunday. But anyway, I made the most of my time. Word. I'm 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 feeling good and feeling great, and I'm ready to you know carry this energy into the next week. Or I want to talk a bit today about energy and how to you know, how to make it work. This is what magic is. If you ask me to define magic. Magic is simple. It's the ability to identify, attract, or repel and amplify any given energy. So I guess it's a sense of control, how well you can control it. Well, first you have to be able to identify it, and that's the biggest thing. And that's, you know, let me stay on on point. That's what I want to talk about today: how to identify the energies around you. Um, we're made of energy. Everything around us is made of energy. A lot of people who argue that something that is not alive does not have energy, or it's something that's man-made like plastic and um, styrofoam. But realistically, anything that's created is created from something that's already existed. And everything that exists <coughs> is part of the <coughs> the all source. is us. So everything is us and we are everything. And everything has energy. Identifying the energies that things carry are that's where it gets a little hard honestly. Um, personally speaking, I think once I don't think I can confidently say once I learned how to identify energy, it was a lot easier to put into practice the ability to attract it, the ability to, you know, protect myself from it and deflect it. And The energy that I chose to attract, I was able to amplify. But it all did. It started with the process of identification. And that was extremely tedious. Uh, I have to admit, without meditation, I wouldn't have been able to be still enough to actually identify these energies. And the way I was able to do that was through feeling them in life we have a lot of feelings and feelings are again their form of vibration their emotion their energy and no one is immune to emotional energy with the exception of like actual psychopaths, that's a disorder. Their chemistry doesn't allow them to, and it's not even that they don't have the emotion, they're not able to process the emotion, if I understood that properly when I was reading on it. But anyway, um, yeah, a lot of us don't know how to deal with emotion, and that's because a lot of us have not ever experienced emotion, not truly Experienced it, or it took so long for us to be able to actually sit through and experience an experience of emotion in its entirety to be able to process and identify what that feels like. Let me better explain. Think of it when you come when you think of your interactions with children. Sorry, I get my words right. Um When babies cry, most people go for the coddle technique. They pick them up. They give them a bottle. They give them a pacifier. They give them a toy. They um, put on some kind of soothing lullaby. They entertain them in some way. They distract them. They get their, their, they reroute the children's mind from whatever it was that was providing them discomfort. And it's nothing wrong with that. You know, some people use the self-soothing technique and let babies cry. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I wish I would have been emotionally strong enough to allow my children to self-soothe because that's allowing them to experience emotion. We don't see it that way. Our ego that's attached to the label of a parent, of a good parent more specifically, can't just sit there and allow a fucking baby to sit there and cry but realistically if the baby is fed and the baby is burped and the baby is dry you really can't you know identify why the baby is crying so i mean to me realistically it does it makes sense to try to distract them in a way and we don't even think that we're distracting and we think that we're soothing them we're giving them something else to. Focus on. We're taking away whatever was the ailment, but sometimes emotions just need to be felt. Now that's just one scenario. Let's up it a little bit to let's say just past toddler years, around six, seven, small kids, but not you know old enough to use logic and reasoning yet. Um, this is the tantrum stage. This is the exploratory stage. Um, they're evolving from learning through touch, which toddlers do, and they're you know entering a stage where they learn through experience and reaction. If you did not know, yo, did you have to understand the st- understanding the stages of children's development will help you cope with the the. psychological abuse and trauma (laughs) that is parenting (laughs) but it's stages kids go through stages kids have egos all ego goes through stages kids have soul and spirit and even that has to grow you know what i mean so yeah around that age they're more learning through reactions if i do this how is someone gonna react that's gonna allow me to know if you know that's acceptable if it's not anyway When kids around that age start, you know, doing shit that's rather annoying to parents, realistically, distracting, and you know what I mean? Just not what you want them to do. A lot of the times we do. We go for the pacifier effect. They're too big for a physical pacifier. So what do we do? Oh, you got too much energy running around. You get on my earth and take you to the park. Oh, they fell, they're crying. Oh, it's okay, let me kiss kiss your boo-boo, put a Band-Aid on it, it's all better now. That itself kills me. I have to just take two seconds to just beef about that. Kids, most of the children I know are under this hypnosis that Band-Aids are pain relievers. And that just goes to show how fucking powerful the mind is. We have programmed these children since babies that the pain goes away instantly. When you put this little fucking piece of plastic and cotton on and shit, and and glue and fucking cotton on it, the pain don't go away. It still hurts. All we're doing is distracting them. And now, back to the scenario and the lesson in hand, there's a problem in that. Sometimes, not sometimes, especially when you're so young, when you're programmed to not deal with pain. You're programmed to not deal with hurt. Oh, the kids in the park don't want to play with me. No one likes me. Oh, it's okay. You don't need them kids to play with you. I like you. Come on, let's go play together. Let's go get some ice cream. Let's go do this. And again, that's I'm, that's me. That was me. That still is me. I'm working on it. That's me. Fuck out of here. I like, guess my kids, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to lie. Like that's, My ego when it comes to the title of a parent is extremely huge. And for me to be monitoring it on so many different levels, it runs rampant with parenting because that is ego is what I associate. You know how we associate and I associate with being a parent. I was a mom at fucking 16, not pregnant. I was pregnant at 15. I was a full blown parent at 16. I've been a mom more years than I've not. I have not in my own, you know, up to date life. This is what I do. This is who I am. I've been a mom too long to completely disassociate, or even to want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I'm not a perfect parent, but I am a good one, and that does that makes me feel good. Other people knowing I'm a good parent, it did make me feel good. Now I really don't give too much of a fuck. Like. Yeah. Again, when you're a young parent, you really do care what people think. Like, I'm 16. I got shit to prove. Like, I'm fucking grown. Now. I'm damn near 40. I don't really give a fuck what people think. I know what I do. You know what I'm saying? My kids is loved. My kids is provided for. My kids is educated. My kids is knowledgeable. You know what I'm saying? Because it's definitely a, um, a difference between the two. So, I know what I'm doing. I'm not, you know, that. My ego doesn't go that way with it. But my ego is out of control when it comes to parenting. and real life shit. And most of ours is. And again, it's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just something that we have to be mindful of when we're making these ego-driven choices on how we deal with our children, our little versions of the future. You know what I'm saying? They have to be prepared. And part of being prepared is being able to identify what emotion you're going through. A lot of us, As adults, I talk to a lot of people, especially when they're emotional, that's just the life of a spiritual life coach, real life shit. And people often say, like, I don't understand or I I can't explain it. And you know why? It's because when you were a kid, when those emotions were really new to you, instead of someone, your parent, your guardian, just allowing you, even your teacher, anyone who interrupted the flow of that energy through you disrupted it. And they cause you to not experience it fully. When you experience something fully, you go through the beginning, middle, and the end. And emotions have beginning, middles, and end. And when they're cut off in the beginning or they're cut off in the middle, they never make it to the end. You never really completely get a chance to know what that emotion was because the end of it is a part of it whether it's enlightenment, relief, um, peace, the fuck it's, whether it's strength, weakness, whatever comes after that, you never fully had a chance to experience it. And now fast forward 20, 30 years, you're an adult, and you're still having full-blown temper tantrums. You can't process. Everything is breaking you down mentally. You're fucking constantly being in a ball. And it's not healthy. And besides it not being healthy, it's blocking your ability to identify energy. And energy is everything. So with that better understanding of why a lot of us don't understand our emotions and why it's so hard to identify the energies around us, the emotions that we is, you know, now that we know that it's hard to identify the energies around us because we have not fully experienced the energies, i.e., the emotions within us, now we can work on okay, so how to experience it. And this is with a warning, disclaimer, fucking warning. If you've listened to any episode of Folders and Backwards, if you follow me on any social media, if you know me in person, when it comes to shadow work, I swear I always disclaimer, 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 shadow work is not for the weak. Shadow work is not for the unready. You cannot dig into fucking channels of your fucking psyche that you purposely blocked out without thinking, without being prepared without being strong enough to deal with the um, the energy, the emotion that is going to flood through. With that being said, yeah, it's a form of shadow work. You gotta experience, it's not the same kind of shadow work when you go back to individual issues and traumas, but I, I mean, but in a sense you are. Here's what I did. It worked for me. It was extremely amazing. I used... A combination of shadow work with visualization, meditation, and mindfulness meditation. Now, we just explained what shadow work is. Shadow work is the act of not remembering, but reliving in your mind, fully experiencing sight, sound, touch, taste, smell, reliving an experience normally traumatic for the purpose of self growth and exploration. Okay. Um, visualization meditation, for those who don't know, visualization meditation is the act of visualizing, seeing in your mind, a specific thing, goal, person, place, um, achievement, a state of health, a state of happiness. You have to see it. You hold on to that one specific vision and you just focus on it. A lot of people use visual aids with visual meditation because closing your eyes and keeping your mind focused on one thing is kind of hard. But if you got a picture or a statue or, you know what I'm saying, some kind of imagery, it usually helps. Um, Mindfulness meditation. Mindfulness meditation is the practice of mindfulness, of self. You are aware of your body. You are aware of your fingertips you're aware of your toes you're aware of your kneecaps you're aware of the little single hair that grows on your fucking chin like you can feel everything it's when you tap into yourself into your mind so deeply that you fully emit immerse yourself in yourself you kind of like i want to say you become yourself you swallow yourself in yourself you shut everything off that is not you you have no other thought that is not you You just focus on you and anything else that disrupts it, you acknowledge it and then you just gently redirect your brain, your thought, your consciousness to you. A combination of the three was how I was able to experience emotions completely. I chose an emotion at a time, let's say happiness, and I visualize the things that made me happy. I seen them, I smelt them, I felt them, I tasted them, I lived them in that moment. While doing that, I allowed myself to feel it. I paid attention to where (coughs) emotion was being stimulated, where it was being circulated, how it was being circulated, what parts of my body were reacting, what parts were not reacting. And through repetition, I became extremely aware of what happiness for me truly feels like. So now I can identify, I sink to it. Now I can identify. It's the same thing with every emotion. And realistically, you have to go through every emotion to sink to the different energies. Because everything has energy, but a lot of them run on similar vibrations. And when you can learn one, it's easier to learn the other. Does that make sense? Like how people say if you learn um, Latin, you can learn almost any other language because all languages root from Latin. It's kind of the same thing with energy. Um, When it comes to prosperity, that's a good one because um, I was born poor. I don't know, I didn't know what prosperity felt like. I honestly didn't know what it looked like outside of what television showed um, and what my imagination allowed me to, you know, put together in my head. Therefore, attracting prosperity was really hard. You know what I'm saying? That's the purpose of this lesson. We we wanna attract certain energies, we need to be able to identify them. So when when it came to prosperity, I was able to identify that again through the same three combinations but it was I had to change the scenery. I couldn't meditate on prosperity and true wealth from home because my home did not reek that. That was my energy that was fluent in my home. So I looked at my job for that. I love talking about working at Madison Square Garden. Shout out to the staff at Madison Square Garden. They work hard. Real life shit. Niggas work hard. Not not everybody, not always. But overall, niggas be busting the ass in there. I know I did. But that job allowed me to experience the vibration of prosperity, wealth, happiness, and luxury. And... Learning one is how I learned them all. Um, I got placed in um the VIP suites as a fill-in, which in itself is like a big deal because it's luxury VIP, VIP suites, like VIP suites, everybody up there got bread, everybody up there paid a lot of bread for a certain kind of experience. And they're a little, you know, funny with who they send up there. You got to have a certain look. You have to have a certain speech. Like, they don't want to be, they they feel like they're going to be judged by their people, which people are judged by their employees. So, you know, they were funny with who they sent up there anyway. um, I remember the first time I ever worked up there. Everyone, coworkers, energy was so Antsy. Like everyone was so on point. Oh, you gotta do this, you gotta be careful. We don't let them see you do this and make sure you do that and everything was just you know, like, damn. I thought that, you know, these was regular people. No, and you Okay. Well, let me see. I've never been on an entire floor filled with millionaires. So let's walk around and let's 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 vibe. Let me just feel these people, see these people and get an understanding of what makes them so different. And as I walked around, and I mean, I walked around for a good, maybe two hours just observing, feeling, you know, standing around, kind of in the shadows, because again, I am at work and they, they did pay for a certain kind of experience. You're not supposed to just be lingering around fucking watching people. So, you know, and just, Deep breath, taking in the energy, trying to identify what is this? What is this feeling? Like, I really have never felt it before, at least not strong enough to be able to relay it and put a title to it. And then it hit me. Well, the game ended, everyone left. I ended up working it overnight. I did a double, and the dub during the double was when it hit me because I was still in the VIP. I was cleaning up there. Yeah. And as I went into each um, skybox and, you know, I noticed the difference of the carpet. I noticed that diff- even the garbage bags we used were different from the bags we used around the rest of the arena. I noticed the difference of the chairs, the material that was used, the way they were set and the height of them. and I took a moment and just really fucking sat there and I was on my lunch break when I sat and I just really absorbed. I remember I didn't go eat that day. I think I went out and smoked and then I came back and for the last few minutes, I just sat and relaxed and just like recalled the day the way the people were walking, the smiles that they had. And it wasn't the same kind of smiles like throughout the arena. Everyone's all excited. It wasn't that kind of energy. It was calm. It was comfortable. And it was extremely fucking confident. And that's when it hit me. Oh, shit. This is wealth. This is not money. This is not Just because I've been around the energy of money and it is, it's exciting. It's very fast. It's very bouncy and, you know what I mean? Lively. But this was different. This was peaceful. It was calm. It was wealth. This was what stability and comfort felt like. And I had never experienced that before that in my life. And I'm so grateful for that double because I... Identified that energy, a new energy for myself, and I was able to see it anytime it was around. I was able to see it, able to feel it. And again, in a building like that, hmm, it was, I wasn't limited to just that floor. See, again, being you have to be able to identify energy, the energy of money, the energy of excitement, all that shit was bouncing around so hard everywhere. I couldn't identify the energies of actual wealth. Versus money on a normal shift because it was just bouncing. And again, I didn't know what wealth was. So if it was a little bit of wealth mixed in with a bunch of fucking just regular money, they're so similar in vibration, but yet so different, it's kind of hard to see one out. And this is why this practice is important. You want to be able to identify all kinds of energy. You want to be able to identify any energy that you want to attract, you need to be able to become. And you can't become it if you don't understand it if you've never felt it. You don't have to experience it physically. Like I've never to this day in this lifetime been quote unquote physically wealthy to my standards or to the standards of the energy that I've experienced it. But I have experienced the energy. I've been around it. I've indulged in it. I've had the fortunate ability to actually talk one-to-one with millionaires to get their mindset. I watched mad videos by millionaires entrepreneurs actual um CEOs and shit like that I hear them I feel them I don't just listen taking advice taking notes copycatting what they do I do do all that but besides that sometimes I just sit and I just feel they vibe I watch their movements you know what I mean I keep that apparent I make sure I stay focused on the comfort and the calm that comes with it because all of them to me have that in common every rich person that i consider every wealthy person that i've met in real life or seen on television as themselves not in actor the mode they are they're extremely fucking calm they're extremely confident they're extremely comfortable and their money is not what's making them confident their confidence is what's making them the fucking money. word um the energy of health the energy of Anger. I got to talk about that. A lot, again, as babies, when you're upset, somebody throw a pacifier in your mouth, start waving a little toy around, making funny sounds. Now you're laughing. You, most of us have never experienced anger, sadness, and disappointment fully in our childhood when the emotion was young, when our brains were in a better position to understand it and deal with it. As adults, That shit is shattering. Word. A lot of adults can't deal with anger because they never fully felt it. They've been mad before. They've been angry before. They've been hurt before. They've been disappointed before. But to actually sit and let that emotion run its course without any interruption, without any outburst, most of us don't have that level of control. And those of us who do, it's something we developed. It's a conscious, conscious effort. And it's applaudable. Word of mother, don't ever stop. You got to be in control. If you can't control yourself, if you can't control your own energies, how the fuck are you going to control the energies that surround you? Word. In order is my my belief, my personal opinion, my advice to all those listening. It's our right to experience happiness to its fullest extent. Happiness is only a part of existence. And in order to truly, fully experience happiness, we have to understand everything that comes alongside of happiness remember the law of polarity there's an opposite to happiness and there is a part of it you can't fully understand happiness until you fully understand disappointment sadness pain hurt you know what i mean you can't fully understand what it is to be proud confident and full of possibility if you've never experienced doubt, worry, you know, it, it it just makes sense. Now to tie everything together and get ready to wrap this one up, let's go back to the process. Identifying the energies that make you because we are the law of one. We're all one. I am you. You are me. He is she. And we are he. However the fuck you want to say it. we It's just everything. And it's not limited to people. It's limited to everything. If you want to be able to feel the vibration of your coffee table, because your coffee table is vibrating. If you get a powerful enough microscope to see down to the molecular structure, it's vibrating. It looks still, but it's vibrating. If you wanna be able to sink to the energy, even if it's not even as serious as your fucking coffee table, you wanna be able to sink to the energy of your friends and family so that way you could communicate better, that way you can help them better, you can love them better. You wanna sink to the energies of your pets, of animals, of nature, of plants. That way you could appreciate life more. You could see the beauty of it more. I know I this is the first winter. Because we still got a couple more days So I'm going to respect this title um, This is the first winter that I didn't bitch Moan no and complain about the cold This is the first winter that I didn't walk outside Like the state puff marshmallow man With four pairs Literally four pairs of pants on Fucking three shirts And a coat with fucking scarves. And like I be old older I'm not a fan Of the cold I'm learning to say things like that Because it used to be oh I hate the cold Oh, I don't like the cold. Who the fuck am I to hate anything or to not like anything? Everything is me. Um, But the cold is uncomfortable to me. It's not my weather of choice. But I made a conscious decision that this year I was going to make peace. I was going to find peace in the cold. And I did. I'm really grateful. I'm really, really grateful. I didn't end up with the flu going outside without a coat on in fucking 20 degree weather. But that was all part of the process for me. You know what I'm saying? Every morning when I walk my dog, as long as it wasn't under 18 degrees, I didn't wear a coat. I would wear, you know, a shirt with a hoodie. I would wear my scarf, my gloves. I might have on two pairs of pants. And two pairs of pants was the max. To me, I literally would put on four pairs of pants. I would put on leggings, I would put on fucking jeans, and then I would put on two pairs of sweats. I promise y'all, ask my son, yo, it was ridiculous. I'm, I, I was scared of the cold as I'm learning to fight my fears, as I'm learning to, that I am a part of everything and cold is something, um, you know, I'm, I'm, this is how I worked on it. And you have to figure out where your limitations when it comes to experience and energy comes in so that way you can work on it. Like I said, my technique worked for me with a lot of different energies, sitting, meditating, and reliving re-experiencing feelings not specific times and dates but the feelings um focusing on what makes me happy focusing on what makes me sad focusing on what makes me angry focusing on what excites me allowing myself again to feel these feelings knowing what parts of my body are reacting Um, i noticed when i'm excited i hold my breath excitement for me is extremely tenseful. I don't know why. My body gets tense. Um my stomach tenses up, my throat, you know, kind of shuts down. I literally hold my breath. I can feel my organs get smaller. But that's all part of excitement for me. You know what I'm saying? I had to understand what that was so that way when I feel it, I know what it is. We can confuse emotions. We can confuse energy. Um I tell people all the time when they're doing um, prosperity work, prosperity and fertility are very similar in frequency. I always tell people, be careful. Make sure you're in birth control. Make sure you're not fucking during this time. Make sure you, you know, if you're not trying to have no kids, when you're doing prosperity work, be careful because they do. They flow in very similar energies and as you're bringing things in, you're bringing you know what i'm saying you're conjuring creation yes it's for financial but i i don't i am not at that level yet so where i can explain the difference but i do feel the difference but they are they're very similar love prosperity and fertility are very similar the same way healing and hexing are very similar energies like you got to be careful you can be trying To heal someone and in the process make them sick up, make you sick up. You gotta know what you're doing. You gotta be very, 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 very specific. With your energies, is why a lot of people, when they do magic, they're constantly talking. This is why a lot of people use so many heroes. It's not that they are not powerful or that they need that much energy It's a matter of controlling the energy. If you have Thirty cures surrounding you, all with the charged intent of healing, and you're speaking healing chants. You're consciously focused on healing. Then you know what I mean. You know what that vibration feels like. You're fo- you're attracting and projecting that. Then yeah, even though one of those cures, let's just say, um, what's a good yeah, rosemary. Rosemary is very good for blessings and exorcism, cleansing rites. Rosemary is also very good for bringing in vain, bringing in negativity. You know what I'm saying? When it's charged and used that way, but that's easy to hit on there. Um, yeah. So you want to be able to identify energy specifically, so you know what you're calling into. Um. You want to know what your limit is with the energy. You don't want to call in too much of something. Too much of anything is not a good thing. You know what I'm saying? And then you're overwhelmed by it and you can't ground yourself or you can't deal with it. You're trying to bring in love. Now you got 40 niggas knocking on your door, sending you in your inbox and you messages, and and you just can't, you know, power. You got to be careful. Power of self is power of life. Not other people's lives, but life. When you influence the energy around you, yes, you can influence the energy, you will influence the energy of those around you. That's why you have to be so conscious about when you do it. How many times have you been in a bad space and made somebody else feel some kind of way because of your bad space or vice versa? You were feeling fine and somebody came around you and now you or Negative Nancy transfer energy. Energy does not die, it just moves. It just moves. And if you're a beacon like myself and you're naturally attracting things, you definitely, it's in your best interest to identify as many different levels of energy as possible. And the only way you can do that is by having experiences. Um, You need to experience new things. You need to allow yourself to actually experience them. The next time somebody pisses you off, don't turn around and defend yourself. Don't turn around and curse them. I'm not if they physically assault you. Fuck that. You defend yourself and you call the cops. But you know, if it's like just some regular getting on your nerve shit, don't don't side off. Not just yet. Breathe it through. Breathe through it. There's a difference between breathing through something to go to actually experience the experience to its end and sign it to just relieve yourself of it instantly. You know, allow yourself to have these experiences. Allow yourself to understand what you are when you're in these emotional stages, when your energy levels are at their peak or at their lowest, when certain triggers, good or bad, put you into these states. What is your natural reaction? Fear. How do you respond to fear? How do you deal with fear? Not just fight or flight, like how does your body actually deal with fear? Do you shake? Do you cry? Do you get tensed up? Do you hyperventilate? Do you become alert? Do you just start noticing everything that your senses heighten? Like, the better you understand yourself, the better you understand the world and the better you understand the world, the easier it is to get what you want from it. Everything you see is an extension of you. Everything that ever was and ever will be is an extension of you. And though you have not always been in a sense and you will not always be in a sense, you will. You have and you will. And because of that, this time is so precious there's no time like the present or exercise. It's so many cliches that just make so much sense to me at this age in my life. Nothing is crazy anymore. nothing is like catches me off guard to the point where I'm confused. Everything is just like amazing where every experience and because I'm so open to experiences both good and bad, where everything can't be good. You gotta come to peace with that too. Everything ain't gonna be pieces and cream. It's all about perspective. If you take the worst scenario that could possibly ever happen to you, and after you've completed the experience of experiencing that fucked up travesty, whatever it was, if you can look back and say you learned something, that you understand something, that you in some have elevated. I mean, was it really, really, really that bad? (laughs) I wanna end this with a cliche. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That is the truest fucking overstated statement in the world. Life is evolving. We can't stop. We won't stop until death. And realistically, until I'm proven otherwise, I don't even think death is a stop. I think it's part of the process. If something does not stop you, it becomes a part of you. <coughs> Everything that makes us us <coughs> is a strength. We have no weaknesses, we are not lacking in anything, we are not missing anything, we are not imperfect, we are not void, we are not half full, we are complete and constantly growing. We are exactly what we are supposed to be at this moment. And we are potentially everything that we want to be because in this moment is when we shape our futures. So the next time somebody tells you that, no matter what the scenario is, oh, what, you know, no matter how, this like you know, nonchalant it was said. When you hear what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, remember that shit. Feel that shit. Believe it. Allow the emotion that comes to you when you hear that to flow. Let it empower you. Remember, you are stronger. Every single experience you have makes you stronger. Whether it's a good one, a bad one, or one that you really just ain't give two fucks about. The role of the observer is everlasting, ever growing. I couldn't find my lighter is everlasting and ever expanding or you all God. Shape this bitch as you see fit. Enjoy your Monday, guys. Machashay. Namaste. Love you. Later.